0: hello kevin awesome you guys are nerds damn right
1: oh kevin you're
0: so witty i would stab someone in the face oh that's gross i'm
1: cutting this by the way bad philosophy episode 125 recorded on september 8 2012 the princess's curfew Every welcome and one to bad philosophy. Yes, we are back, upsetting the balance of reality one rabbit trail at a time. And I'm back, and <laughs> Kevin just can't believe that I still begin the show
0: this way. No, uh, it's the hand gesture. Hello, everyone. Hello, welcome in mm-hmm. one, like you do this, like, like
1: a, well Well, I mean,
0: it's like you're throwing down mad like, beats boom. like the back of a, know, a yo, warehouse. Yo, 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 welcome
1: to the BF show. You know, the, it's, it's it's I can't. I cannot, ah, oh, great, I yeah. can't ghetto speak. <laughs> um, what was I say? Oh, right. Yeah, so we're back, everybody. Um, you know, if you're listening to this in the archive, it'll sound weird, which it always does. Which, first rabbit trail of the day, I'm actually going back and listening to an enti- the entire series of the Retro Computing Roundtable. And it's funny, when you marathon a podcast that has these, these you know, gaps and weird you know, discrepancies in it. You know, it's just the next episode, and you're listening <laughs> to it immediately after the last one you listen to. So when everybody's on there, like, wow, we've been away for a long time, haven't we? You know, it's just all like, well, I just listen to the last thing. And, you know, the, you don't get any of the continuity. So, so you're saying
0: don't listen to bad <laughs> philosophy until we've stopped doing it. Until, until well, months.
1: no, until, you know, we're <laughs> like episode 200, right? You know, just wait and then listen to this one like two years later or whatever. That's what everybody's doing, they're
0: just waiting. <laughs> I was waiting having for having there to, waiting be a big, to be a big
1: chunk of episodes office. to go unless anyway <laughs> uh, we're back and uh, we're it's good to be back. So so since we've been gone, which is pretty much the entire month of August Since you've
0: been gone Since we've been gone
1: Sorry. Kevin has had his gallbladder removed. Yeah, In Kevin fact. Kevin has had his gallbladder taken out of his body. I wasn't using it. Uh, thrown which down. Is why it had to be removed. Some <laughs> kind of a medical shaft, I'm sure, into a big pile of gallbladders.
0: <laughs> I think they really just burned it up in an incinerator. But I don't know. I never really? asked. I was <laughs> drugged when I got out.
1: Do you, you, you wonder? Like, what, what I actually do. I kind of wanted to keep it. Yeah, well, it would have like shriveled up and dried out. And? And. <laughs> <laughs> sort of like the put it on your shelf, show it off, yeah. Like
0: or get a jar from Outer Hot. Just you know, keep it around.
1: It reminds me of you. You'll be proud of me. I've actually started listening to uh, listening to watching the uh, Doctor Who reboot. You know, starting with the two thousand five series. Thumbs
0: up for Sharpies.
1: I just I think of you know human flesh shriveling up. I thought of the, the first uh, real episode where they go to the end of the world and it's that the last human is this this face stretched into a frame and yeah. you know she constantly has to be moisturized by moisturized two, two attendants. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so yeah, gall, gallbladder surgery, huh? Mm. Uh, so how how'd that go?
0: I was asleep the whole time. Okay, well, <laughs> the recovery was, was tough. Um, yeah, well, the recovery was tough, and the getting to the surgery was tough. Yeah. Um, it was at least a week and a half where we were trying to figure out what it was. <laughs> and it was one of the things, like, we all, everybody kind of knew it was my gallbladder. Yeah. I mean, that's the only thing that's in that area that just stops working and becomes incredible. It becomes painful. painful, yeah, yeah. But I went to a couple of doctors, well, I went to, like, a, a you know, urgent care sort of place. Most places are always less than awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, And they couldn't do the right tests because, but they could schedule 24 of them later. Then I went to the emergency room where they could do the tests and the tests didn't show anything. Mm. And so they're like, well, we will send you this surgeon, and he'll order a different test. And he then made, eventually
1: they got to like, well, it can't be anything but the
0: gallbladder. Little, so. I mean, eventually, we, we did the right test that showed <laughs> I probably didn't have gallstones, but my gallbladder had stopped working oh, to the amount that it needed to. That's not good. Which is why they had to remove it. Yeah. And well, so but you're you're, you're you're better
1: now. You're recovering. You're back at back at work and mm-hmm. back in back in action here on Bad Philosophy. Well, Woo. Kevin, it's good to have you back. Yeah. Um, but Kevin, gallbladderless as he is, is not the only bad philosopher we have on here. We've actually got uh, a couple of. Actually, Adam, you've never been on the show before, have you? Uh, that's
2: that's. Right. That's
1: true. Yes. We have a newcomer. <laughs> oh, yay! <Is> <laughs> newcomer? Oh, yay. <laughs> new blood? I do. Um, ritual. Yes. Well, before we get to you, though, Adam, uh, we, we, do, <laughs> we do. We do. We we gotta we gotta credit all the uh, all the the returning guests. Uh, Britton, welcome back to the show, man.
3: I love seniority. This is great.
1: Yeah, yeah. You get to... You get to. So, uh, Britain. Peel... It's good to be back. You are, you're out of Dallas, right? You're still in Dallas? I am in Dallas, yes. Okay. Um, still chugging away at the Dallas Morning News and Joystick and... Dallas. Chugging away? Chugging away? Is it, does it feel like chugging or do you plug away?
3: I chug at least five newspapers a day. Five? So wow. That, that's how it works. Damn. You that's... you know you don't, st- you don't remain one of the top newspapers in the nation if you don't chug at least three so I... Uh,
1: <laughs> oh, God. Well, I, I hope you get to do at least a little bit of of, uh, of recycling of your content for... You don't have to write a new article for each one of them, right?
3: <laughs> no. no I, and then, truth be told, I'm doing most of the online stuff, so I yeah. take things other people write and just regurgitate oh, it.
1: This person said this. Yeah. Well, do, do you get any articles in the actual paper?
3: Uh, here and there, um, since I still mostly like writing about games... It's usually when something big in Dallas, game-related, say, QuakeCon, comes through. (laughs) I end up in the actual paper. Uh, But yeah, I I get there, here and there.
1: Cool. Well, welcome back to Bad Philosophy. And the reason we have you back on will become apparent in a moment. Uh, Newcomer, though, Adam Easterling, (laughs) uh, local, here to the uh, Austin area. Adam the friend to Adam the newcomer. Adam the newcomer. (laughs) The newbie. The recruit. (laughs) uh, Yeah. You are, well, let's see. Let's just, let's just do this the way we always have. Uh, so welcome to Bad Philosophy. Thank you. Uh, tell us who you are and uh, why we should care. Oh,
2: I don't know why you should care. I should stop doing <laughs> but, uh, it that way. Just, nobody has a good answer like, Oh, that. no. I'm very on
0: the spot. Nobody should care about me. I'm just this
1: it's person. So I'm just this exactly. guy, you well, know? I mean, well, so why, why, what, I, makes, I you interesting? what makes you interesting? If, if you could pick one thing. Or seven things. You're five, since or we two. don't have that much time. Oh, okay, well... <laughs> pick, uh, pick one thing. <laughs> and then another one to go with it. Or, okay, let's I'm go just, with I'm three. Just three. Yes, all, all right, right to okay, you know, let's... Anyway. <laughs> so
2: I'm a software developer by trade. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and in the For last the University so. of Texas, that's right. Yeah,
1: yeah. Who, uh, I as the shouting downstairs alerted me, just won their second football game oh. of the uh, of the season.
2: We have a football team. <laughs> um,
1: Man after my own heart, right there. <laughs> <laughs> What's the sports ball? It?
2: <laughs> Get the most goal points! Yay! Yay. <laughs> um, but in the last year or so, I've been interested in. Making games myself, so cool. I made one iPhone app and then have tried. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I mean, no, you can yeah, you yeah. can still get it on the app store. No, 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 it's, it's
1: not on the. It's gone. I, I let my
2: developer membership expire, yeah. so oh. because you know only like five hundred people downloaded it, and I was like, whatever, okay. I just yeah. let that go. A lot, well, that's, a good. That's as many surprise. people as yeah.
1: download two episodes of Bad Philosophy. Yeah, um, so, yeah, you know that's, that's respectable. <laughs> um,
2: but I am working on something. New. Okay. Uh, but uh, it's a long way off.
1: So. Okay. Well, that's it. cool. Well, welcome to the show, Adam. Thank you. It's good to have you on. So, the, the reason. Presenting a theme! <laughs> oh, yeah. If you haven't picked up on it already, Sherlock, uh, we are going to be talking a little bit about games today. Um, to, to give a little bit of backstory and context, because, you know, that's what I'm all about. Uh, I guess it's about a month ago now, or a few weeks ago, I. Really got into Braid, <laughs> and the, I, I realized I got late to the game as as Britain pointed out to me.
3: <laughs> um, yeah, two thousand eight yeah. did... called and grabbed Steven <laughs> Yeah, so he uh, wouldn't let him go school? for a Two thousand
1: eight called. They want their popular indie game back. Um, <laughs> yeah. but that's the great thing about games, really. And, and you know, first rabbit trail of the show, you can you can really pick up a game from almost any era, and if it's a good game, and there there are some qualities that make for good games, I think. Um, or appealing games in certain certain genres, you know, you can go back and play something from the Commodore sixty four, and it will still be fun. You know, the the Infocom text adventures can be incredibly there's fun. A, I, there's I a limit to that. Yeah, uh, what's it no happening? joke.
3: I played Zork on my on my flight back from Seattle uh, from really? Pat. That's Wow. Awesome.
1: And and it's I mean the writing is is fun and engaging and, and just and and clever and it, it's. You know, and, and these so there's there's sort of a timeless quality to this. So you know, I, I don't feel bad about going back to a game that came out only a few years ago <laughs> and enjoying a good experience with it. Uh, but I got really into Braid. Uh, this this if you haven't if you haven't played Braid, uh, there are we are going to talk extensively about it, and there are some spoilers in this show, but. You know, we've, we've talked about the fact it? that... We, we Oh, definitely. Because yeah, we, we okay. always do. We, we've talked about it's this in the past. years old, man. There's a statute of stations. Yeah, if you haven't That's played fine. it already, go do it, obviously. But... If you want to. You yeah. probably... If you're listening to this show and you play games, you've probably listened to it already. And if you don't play games and you're listening to this show, you probably won't go and play it. So just listen to, That's you fair. know, the, the comments we have on it. Anyways, um, Braid, of course, is uh, it's a platformer, yes. ostensibly, uh, with with a big twist that you can reverse time as much as you want at any point in the game. So this this adds a different quality to the game, right? Cuz if if you die, obviously that's not you don't have to start at the beginning of the level as you do in almost every other platformer. You can just instantly reverse back to the time the last point at which you were you were safe. You were on land, you were in front of that bad guy that just jumped on you, you know, whatever. And he the the developer of this game, Jonathan Blow, who he, he did it solo, I believe. Uh, the art was done by the uh, the artist for uh, a lesson is learned, but the damage is irreversible. A web comic that ran from the early two thousands through for a few years. For a few years, gorgeous, gorgeous art, excellently written comic. If you've never read it before a uh, fantastic webcomic i really I'm wish they'd done
0: more from surgery, but yeah it's recovering from surgery
1: whew, it's a trippy one too you you really have to get into each one of them and, and read it multiple times but anyways um, so he but he did all of the initial programming for it uh, himself and then just just the art evolved over time what he'll do then is add different elements in as you play the game that sort of play with this time dynamic so things like uh, Objects that are immune to your ability to reverse time uh, Or keys that uh, are immune, you know, the the, the key is a, is a common trope in the platformer, right? Getting through a, an entrance or a doorway, right? And so in, in each world it introduces sort of a new a new concept a new a new way of time manipulation You know things like being able to sort of record a set of actions and then play them back or um, you know or, or locally distorted time you know is, is introduced later so all of these, and then he'll and then he'll remix these elements and, and combine them and recombine them in different ways that they give you different and new and, and very difficult puzzle challenges and I, I just I loved the experience of the game from the, the the music the the art design the actual play style of it itself and you know with a little bit more distance I, I mean I, I I've got a little bit more perspective on it, but when I was in it, I mean, I was like, "This is one of the best games I've ever played," and and it's it's up there for me still with with Portal, you know, with the playthrough of, of Portal One that I did, and uh, and with the little that I've I've played so far of uh, uh, Heavy Rain, so I, I mean, would Heavy
0: Rain's got some issues, but I won't spoil. Oh, okay, it. okay, okay, okay. Uh, it's,
1: it's, like I said, what I've played of Heavy Rain, yeah, which yeah. is is several hours of the game, so I've gotten a little bit into it, but. Um, so I, I, after completing the game, I went back and, and really watched uh, any interviews I could find uh, with okay. Jonathan Blow, of, and, and he actually, at, at Game City, I believe it was, some some conference a few years back, he did a, a lecture, about an hour-long lecture that is completely on YouTube, and we'll, we'll link in the show notes, uh, where he essentially talks about his complete development process for the game from start to finish from him from him going on a vacation uh having talked with a few friends about the the time reversal dynamics in games like uh prince of persia the sands of time where you're you're limited though in the um i can't remember brit Brit, do you remember like how how the limiting worked in in sands of
3: time um you would have a certain amount of times you could rewind and if you would kill enemies uh or just collect sand, you could refill that meter.
1: Gotcha, but you could only do it like like three or four times, as I recall.
3: Or you, you could do yeah, like, it you were,
1: sorry,
0: before you ran out.
1: Right.
3: Yeah, so and, and then even then you can only go back you know, a certain number of seconds and right. that kind of thing. And
0: then it would stop the whole um, And another one,
1: uh, what was it? Uh, kills, not kill zone but, um, God, there was, a, there was another I one that-
0: Blink? I don't, no. I'm making things up.
3: Um, it was some blink thing. did have a time rewind blink mechanic.
1: yeah that's what it was that <laughs> okay, was a first person no. shooter wasn't it yes okay but that was that was not very highly praised <laughs> critically as I recall mm, how I know of? yeah there's a another
2: one is a, this real time strategy indie game called Acron.
1: Whoa!
3: Yeah, an RTS RTS, with time reversal. That's right. It's crazy. It is crazy.
2: I haven't been able to get into it because there are a lot of other issues with the game that make it difficult. But I have watched some YouTube videos of uh, some matches, and they are mind-boggling. Like grandfather paradoxes and like all kinds of. Crazy and very interesting.
0: Well, thing. I'm done, guys. You you had fun talking about stuff. I'm gonna go find this game. Okay,
1: Akron. Okay, wow, Acron I, I wasn't nonsense. even aware of that. So, uh, well, well, to bring it back, then, so he he took this this idea that had been out there in, in various other games, and he said, I'm, I'm gonna do a platformer with it. I'm, and he and he started with a very very simple mock-up. If you watch this uh, this this lecture that he does. I mean, it's basically like blocks and, and dashes. You know, it looks yeah. almost Donkey Kong style, and it even he even has a level that that is an homage to the Donkey Kong setup, where you have sort of the the skewed ramps uh, stacking on top of each other, and then enemies coming down them back and forth. And uh, he figured out a lot of the the basic puzzle dynamics within like the first couple of days of him fleshing out this concept. Met most of the the puzzle concepts that ended up in the final game. And so it was interesting to me to, to see that, that, that about like 98% of his work was in refining a very good, very, uh, I, I, I almost did it, Kevin, I almost modified unique, a unique <laughs> or at least distinctive initial concepts Um and, and I really just wanted to to hear from you, Britton. Like, what when when Braid first came out, like, what did it did it really send waves through the gaming community? Like, what was what was the environment in, in your Oh, absolutely,
3: yeah, yeah. Um, it was very critically pra- praised, um, especially because th- this Braid was kind of at the beginning of a sort of indie game revolution where downloadable games weren't that big of a deal especially on consoles Hmm. um and microsoft was really trying to push them with xbox live arcade but they were releasing a lot of you know miss pac-man and classic arcade games and then sometimes you get something like geometry wars Uh, and braid was yeah one of those first games that was completely indie and it was cheap and it uh was really smart you know it's not often that you can play any game much less a small game with a kind of cartoony aesthetic that really makes you think uh not even just in terms of gameplay but in terms of story and everything surrounding the gameplay so yeah it was uh it, it was a unique experience and it definitely garnered a whole lot of attention there was a ton of Stuff written about at the time, it was well reviewed. Um, and yeah, as I it, recall,
1: it, Jonathan kind of built up a reputation for for commenting on a lot of these. <laughs> a yeah, lot of these it, uh, reviews. It, it,
3: uh, if anyone here, I don't know if you you saw uh, when you were researching indie game the movie.
1: Yeah, I uh, did actually watch that shortly yeah, after. Yeah, it's
3: uh, it's a pretty fantastic documentary that uh, includes not only Jonathan Blow but also Phil Fish who made Fez and mm-hmm. Ed McMillan who made Super Meat Boy. But in that movie, yeah, they oh there, there's a comment made about how Jothan Blow, were, if you kind of mentioned his name on any sort of review or blog, it would be as if he materialized within minutes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something like that. And I think uh, Penny Arcade actually did a joke about it. <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> um, Adam, you were nodding your head a little bit when when we first started talking about this. Do you, do you recall that that time period for you as well? Um... Was it? Was it, how long have you been in, in interested in developing games and in the indie game scene?
2: As far as developing games, only only for the last year or so. Okay, um, but interested in games. Yeah, cool, that goes I mean, back to games. <laughs> <ways. What's, laughs> That's long time. Let's long let's do time. some first
1: here. So, what 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 was your first console?
2: So my actual, well, my parents didn't allow me to have a console. Oh, I see. Uh. But but PCs are okay for some uh. reason. I don't know why. It's um, a learning tool. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, totally. That we then put Doom on. <laughs> I don't know what's well, going was.
1: So I played more of Sim uh, two thousand actually to justify to justify it. We we had that rule in our house that it was if it was an educational Piece of software that, mm. that we didn't have a time limit on how long yeah. we could play, and I was like, "Well, but see, oh. SimCity two thousand is I, wish I was cool. that smart as That's a kid. Just, That's exactly. kind of I'm, I'm
0: using, I'm learning economics. I I never, didn't. I never had limits on my computer usage. Really? I mean, yeah, there there were probably some times when, okay, you've played enough for the day, mm-hmm. but I, we we never had hard and fast rules, and this is this is true of my family in general. <laughs> wow. But we rarely had hard and fast rules like that. It was much more of. Um, what I would maybe call reasoned discussion <laughs> uh, about yeah. these sorts of things.
1: Uh, like, well, do you think it will impact your schoolwork and I mean, things yeah, like there this? there's stuff and,
0: like that. And, or, you know, heck, when I... And this was, I think, my parents' way of being amusing. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm going to talk... Maybe it's an embarrassing story for you folks. If not, sorry. <laughs> sorry, Mom. We still um, know your mom listens to oh, the yeah, podcast. Oh, no yeah, she listens to the podcast. As does Catherine, I've discovered. She's listened to the Oh, cool, cool. Uh, my sister. Um, when I was dating in high school, my curfew... Was thirty minutes after my girlfriend's curfew. Oh, and that was the rule. Okay, <laughs> whatever her curfew was, you had to be home. And it, we made it in thirty, minutes, a reasonable time hour after hour. that. Okay. <laughs> <Wow. Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> so by the time you get her home, you then come straight home, and that's what it is. Right, <laughs> that's it. Yeah, no, no uh, lollygagging around. And, yeah, and. Sometimes that didn't work out for my mother. I know she would get up late at night and, and mm. make sure my car was in the driveway. <laughs> yeah. um, so, and, so then,
1: so then Adam, like, what, what yeah. did you play on the so Doom? You know the the kind of the initial first person shooters, right? Or the oh, Doom, Wolfenstein, Wolfenstein. You know the <clears throat> yeah,
2: yeah. Th- those weren't the most interesting to me. And what did I, you find interesting most? Uh, oh, this is actually quite relevant. Commander Keen. Oh, yeah. I never played this. Um, it's a two D side scroller. Actually, I believe the the first two D side scroller on a PC. Wow! Um, it was a big deal when uh, John Carmack. John Carmack? Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. it's a software designer. Yeah. That's right. When he figured that out, um, how to get the screen to scroll? Huh. Um, way back in early nineties, uh, or it was no, DOS, late eighties. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I played Commander Keen. That was really exciting. Oh, um, cool! When I was very young but,
1: uh, <laughs> so you, you then what, grew up on what other games during the 90s multiplayer games were my really
0: game. yeah so really? wow I, I played almost no multiplayer game. not like the, the LucasArts
1: Adventures or the uh, no, no no I'm definitely more
2: of a multiplayer okay gamer. so like I, uh, if a game Red is Alerts, single player Commander I rarely Parker. finish it but um but oh uh, yeah so uh, multiplayer um see I played a lot of like <laughs> so there's this game uh Dark Forces 2. Hell Jedi yeah, Knight. yeah. Jedi Knight, Yeah, Dark Forces 2. I think they had a maximum of four people in multiplayer. <laughs> and uh, that was as many as it could handle back in like 1997. Well,
1: you couldn't do much with uh, with a V90 modem with 56k. I mean, <laughs> right. You were lucky to to even be able to connect over the internet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what about you, Britain? So, so you grew up on, on what games?
3: Uh, I played a little bit of everything I could get my hands on, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad had an NES uh, the first console I owned was a Genesis, um, but also had, had similar PC experiences. Uh, our computer, when we got one, uh, I, I didn't have one real early when I was growing up, but when we did get a computer, it, I got my hands on Commander Keen and uh, Jazz Jackrabbit, which was, oh, oh, was the yeah. first all, game. We yeah. all that. Oh. Uh, I jazz, that. jazz Jackrabbit
1: Man. was the first game. I, I mean, I still remember how to get to the directory. I mean, you know, that, that was like one of the first DOS commands that I learned was how to play Jazz. Jackrabbit. <laughs> I don't remember that. I, 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 I kid you. No, no, the only thing I remember like from CD that, Jazz
0: Jazz.exe yeah. Enter. Like
1: I, that just goes back to the beginning no, of me no, knowing what know. a command. No, the one I remember,
0: is. and that will Always remember, and if I say it, you guys will probably know what it is IDDQD. Uh, what? God, God mode in Doom. Oh, see, oh, I didn't play a lot of Doom. Yeah. Oh, I was so not I allowed Doom to play Doom. I
3: yeah, I wasn't time. allowed to play Doom when yeah. I was super young, Again, I so didn't have rules I missed out. You, you, I,
0: didn't, I didn't realize I didn't have rules growing up, but apparently <laughs> I didn't. <Yeah. laughs> well,
1: that was that was a violent game, right? So you know, Jazz Jackrabbit, you were going around shooting turtles and all this, but it was all cute and colorful and everything. But you know, with, with Doom, it's like you know, it's bloody.
0: You know, I played I played Wolfenstein. Wolfenstein may have been the first game I ever played mm. on a PC. Um, I had a Genesis growing up, and I had Sonic, and I had the Turtles game. Oh, Sonic. Ninja Turtles game. So awesome. hard. So hard. Um, I, didn't, I didn't love Sonic. I've never been a huge Sonic fan. Neither have I. But it came with the Genesis, so and, so,
1: and so this And this gets us back around it in a meandering way. So, so one of the things that Sonic does, which frustrates the hell out of me, is it requires you to die a whole bunch of times to figure out how to do everything correctly in the level. And when you die, you go back to checkpoints. You start over. Well, yeah, you start over at checkpoints that are very unforgiving. I'll be honest; like, there's maybe one be, checkpoint yeah. in a in a level. And one of the things that, that Jonathan Blow talked about in this in this um, in this lecture, is he says, you know, one of the things I'm trying to do with Braid is to to kind of to comment and deconstruct the the platformer genre. So, for instance, the Leap of Faith. There's actually a level in in uh, in Braid called Leap of Faith where you it's when you're very first discovering the the time reversal, you have to leap into a chasm that has a bottom with spikes, unless you maneuver yourself in the air correctly to land on the uh, plot of ground at the bottom. And the first time you jump, it's very unlikely that you will maneuver correctly to land on the ground. So you have to use the time reversal to go back and then land on the ground correctly now in, in traditional platformers you would get up to that spot in the level jump in the chasm and figure you, you're fine die and then have to go back and play through you know a bunch of frustrating you know jumping on enemies mm. or going through you know diff- different difficult other difficult jumps and then try to remember what you saw very briefly before you died <laughs> to get to the bottom of that and in that I think was a, a cheap way, and this is this is something he brought up. is It's really a cheap way to lengthen a game, to to create a play experience, right? Because you just you're just going over the same thing in virtue of these gameplay mechanics, and so he wanted to say like, oh, look, if you if you don't punish the player for dying, you can do all these other interesting things. And he does do extremely mm-hmm. interesting things with, with having to manipulate the frequency of platforms moving through the level, with, you know, even, even reversing all the way back to the beginning of the level in some cases, um, with, you know, movement left and right, uh, moving time forward and backward. I mean, just these, these brilliant, uh, brilliant puzzles. And I think, you know, and, and let's, let's, you know, kind of go to his bottom line, which is, the gaming industry is is really sitting on its laurels right now, or he he sees it that way. Is they're using these cheap tactics still with things like Modern Warfare, with things like you know these know. games that just keep be, they keep pumping out sequels and using the same mechanics slightly slightly adjusted to just make more money. Uh, and and I don't know, Britain is is this is this an opinion that was that was debated at all when he came out with this or.
3: Um, it was definitely debated and is still debated. Um, but to some extent, partly for comments like that, uh, Jonathan Blow has actually earned a bit of a reputation for being a little pretentious. Uh because <laughs> well, I, could it told, is, yes, I could have told you that from it, playing this it, uh, game.
1: Oh, it's it's it is kind of a pretentious game. It's but... a really pretentious game. I don't think the yeah.
3: game is
0: pretentious.
1: I do. <laughs> well, what in what way? In what way then?
2: So what? What does it even mean for a game to be pretentious? Uh, like, it don't... is
0: the game is intentionally obtuse. It it acts as if there is a big meaning behind it, but you're not smart enough to get oh, it. Oh, okay, yeah. So know. regarding <laughs> yeah, about the
2: um the little books that you find or whatever yeah. that that sort of pop up with the text uh-huh. that doesn't mean anything. Uh-huh. That's true. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. Oh, wait, and, and, and Jonathan Andrew. Blow himself is actually
3: pretty, uh, outright about saying around when Braid launched like hey don't use walkthrough for this game because the puzzles is really simple and if you can't figure them out you're just kind of an idiot I yeah. mean he didn't use those birds <laughs> yeah. but that he definitely they, yeah, they, they, that like way the, yeah I think like, it shows in his voice in the game
1: yeah well <laughs> and, and he's they're challenging, and, and the, they're challenging enough that you you get you get a lot of work out of out of getting to that solution, but you get the payoff. And they're not they're not challenging the way that that like Riven puzzles were, where you have right. to spend like weeks just trying <laughs> a bunch of or the, some of these adventure game uh, mechanics where like you have to combine like oh, uh, bread and an a seagull. You know, it freaking annoying. I'm gonna share this. <laughs> okay,
0: there's there's a, a game company called Panudo. I don't. It's a Spanish originally game company. Menudo? Making, no. Penudo. Um, Penudo. It starts with a P. It's Penudo. Okay. I think. Um, and they're they're known for making some really interesting and funny adventure games. Uh-huh. Um, is it like, Pendulo? That's it, Pendulo. Okay. okay. Um, and I started playing the first one, which is called Runaway: A Road Adventure, and I was having fun with it. And I'm I'm going to have minor spoilers for the beginning puzzle of the game. Yeah. Um, but there's a woman in bed in a hospital, and somebody was a killer, and so you have to make. Uh, fake dummy of hers, so they shoot that instead. and But then you have to wake her up, but she's mm-hmm. taking some sleeping pills. And so I'm like, okay, well, let me figure out a way to wake her up. And so I'm I, I just thinking, I was like, well, I've got matches, I've got a broken cup, and the, it won't hold enough water, so like, yeah, that's out. Yeah. But there's a sprinkler in the room. Huh. And I'm like, oh, I could throw some water on her, and maybe that would wake her up. And so I keep trying, like, and I've 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 done absolutely everything I think I can. Yeah. And I keep trying, and I'm like, and I try and put the matches in the sprinkler, or use the the <laughs> yeah, flammable the fire spray in yeah. the sprinkler, and the matches together, and all of that. And it's not doing. it. It's like, no, I don't think that's a very good idea. I'm like, uh, well, why would I want to do that? I'll just get all wet. And then I I broke down and went to a walkthrough, and there's apparently a, a medical textbook that you have to find that's not well labeled, uh, where you learn that one way to wake somebody up who's on the sleeping pill is to get them wet. And so, because I had to learn that in game instead of using my own resources, ah. I had to go find the book, research, read it, you know, and then do the thing I was trying to do. And then it led you. That drove me crazy. And yeah. that's why
2: adventure games are almost dead <laughs> because of it's, that. Combining it's possible mechanic. to make
0: a good one, though. Yeah, no, no, because yeah, had had that. Had that not been a necessary thing? Right. Had it, had I said, if this goes up, you know, if, if matches plus um, sprinkler, right. Equals water equals waking her up. Yeah. Regardless of that, that's that's rewarding me for doing it, rather than punishing me for making me do it. The exactly. Way well, to. And,
1: and and I don't think it's pretentious of him to to not like this this idea of punishment of punishing the player for doing something. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I, I mean, it, it's, which is not what Kevin was saying. Well, no. that yeah. kind
1: of that that was in it's built into the design. I think it accidentally, I guess, but. You know, for a game I'm not design, punishing the, the player. Well, well, punishing in that case. I mean, I, I think it's. I, a, d- I
0: didn't feel punished. I felt stifled, and that's a difference. Okay. Um, because I wasn't making a mistake. I right. was being beyond the quality of the game. It wasn't that I was doing something. Yeah.
2: Mixing up braid and
0: the. Well, so I
1: and I have this frustration too in, in games that just sort of have an arbitrary. Uh, limit to, like, what you can climb and things like that. I here, mean, yeah, exactly. I like, that. like yeah, okay, sure. obviously there has to be a boundary to the world, but, you know, make it something well, like James an, an Two, impenetrable three. fortress or something, or a body of water, right? Mm-hmm. The, you know, these things that are a bit more plausible, right? But, you know, why doesn't Grand Theft Auto just let you swim forever and then drown? You know? <laughs> <laughs> I
2: mean, the, it, I don't, like... It is funny. They're, games <laughs> have handled that Differently, so I've been playing a lot of Guild Wars Two. Yeah. Um, when you swim out a, a certain distance, if you just decide oh, I'm just going to swim across this ocean now, mm-hmm. you'll it's hit actually. strong current. Oh. Like a little alert will pop up and it'll say you've hit strong current. You'll be pushed back into oh. you know, and so your, your character sort of pushed back. But mm-hmm. in a game like sort of World of like Warcraft, the, the Lost Island, yeah, yeah, in a game like <laughs> World of Warcraft, you would get fatigued too far uh. out, and then you would die eventually. <laughs> okay. Um, got okay. Too I'm, I'm, I'd be okay there. with that. Yeah. <laughs> Feel feel free to
1: butt in at any point here. By the way, Breton, we're <laughs> we're going off on a bunch of tangents. Yeah, we are. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, that's that's fine. Yeah, um, but yeah, so it it's it gets to be a question then. So so Jonathan's uh, argument, I think, is, is is one of of okay, what should games be? It's it's a it's a it's a proscriptive argument in a way. Um, he's not doing it overtly with Braid, but he's definitely doing it implicitly. And he says this: "He's like, I'm doing something he implicit makes the here. Implicit, overt. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, but anyone playing the game without ever even knowing that there is a man called Jonathan Blow at all,
0: or a man called Mario,
1: maybe should come <laughs> away from this with a little bit of." Uh, Of an idea or or maybe a little bit of you know maybe they'll remember like oh yeah and mario you jump on the enemies but then you see like when you kill the enemies in braid they have this kind of sad expression on their face so you're like they sound like cats dying uh in some cases yeah the 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 silly little rabbits the little
0: bunnies sound like cats i don't understand why they sound like cats it's
1: terrifying as hell though like the first time (laughs) i got that I, i was like oh my god that's horrible um but it, it, it's supposed to make you kind of and, and like the fact that the protagonist at the end of the game, you know, this person you've been throughout the entire game, you find out that oh my god, you're the person who kind of instigated this, you know,
2: this whole series of events. You know, well, you know it's it, like we're going to the yeah, we're to, gonna go to the it. best yeah part of this game. So the, See, I, and this this is going to be interesting. So I disagree on that. Okay. But, whoa. Really. Okay. Yeah. Really? Okay, so best best in con- best in the context of thinking about how games handle storytelling, right? Uh, I would say.
1: Well, the the and, and this <sighs> exactly. is I mean, so so Britain. say what happens? So let, yes. let me, I want to I want to vet this with you, Britain. So, like, generally in a game, your the player character is supposed to be your your like hand inside of this world, right? Your your representation, your avatar, and and most games have that, right? That's that's the traditional most
3: yes yeah. at least in been. the past it's we're going away from that quite a bit lately
1: yeah I mean with, with things like Geometry Wars and Flow <laughs> and stuff like this it's like well you're really kind of Osmos. this godlike Osmos thing Osmos awesome. that just manipulates the world however you want but yeah but traditionally or like you know but but there's it's like that was that was a, um, a tenet of of games is you have to have something in there that the player relates to that they care about. You know, it can't just be this. Like in SimCity 2000, right? The 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 seed was very hard to define. It's like, is am I this city? You know, but I don't really care about the city. I'm like, I'm, I'm the <laughs> I'm mayor. Destroy the I'm, city. I'm this, yeah, I can I can destroy the city at any moment. I'm this disembodied mayor that just sort of apparently the dictator. I
2: guess. Yeah, I'm like I'm
1: this all powerful being. for un- a hundred years. Like, and- yeah, that lives outside of time and manipulates you know, where roads go and stuff like this sometimes listens sure. to these <laughs> listens to these immortal advisors Lord that always I you know. think it's
2: definitely the exception.
1: Well, okay, okay. But yeah, so, so when generally, it comes to side-scrollers then, let's look like, at some of the most popular games of, of all time you know, things like Pac-Man and Mario you know, you yeah, have a, right. you have a character yeah. that, that represent yeah, that you play this person you're playing the game as X, you know. And then, so with Brave then
0: X. hmm? Sorry, it was going to be referenced. In, in Mega Man X, oh. you play Mega Man X. And so that was my joke, oh, was that your character yeah. X and then I said Mega Man X. Mega Man X. And yeah. now I'm explaining it and it's less
1: fun. Sorry. Well, I was, was very excited. Explaining it. It was, so Britain appreciates <laughs> it. <so. laughs> yes, thank you, Britton. <laughs> Did you play much Mega Man, Britton?
3: Yeah, sorry, you cut out. What was that? Did
1: you play much Mega Man?
3: I did. I played a lot of Mega Man X in particular. Believe
1: it or not, yeah. I, I I never got into Mega Man. I just I couldn't. I played I, one of
0: them, but I was terrible at it and I quit. Yeah, it's
1: one of those that punishes you repeatedly <laughs> for for doing simple mistakes and yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, it's tough. But anyways, so oh, another one of those more modern ones is Ninja Gaiden. <laughs> That's one of those games that you just it just frustrates the hell out of you until you want to. You know, beat it into. Submission. Well, if you, if you want to
3: talk about uh, punishing, uh, Dark Souls is Dark the Souls? most modern and most currently most popular example of that, that one. kind of gameplay, where it is just brutally, brutally difficult. Uh, and if you make simple mistakes, you're going back to uh, checkpoints a long time ago. Mm, so, uh, but it. at the same time, very addicting, very fun, very smart game design in a lot of ways. So, uh,
2: I have to check it the out. Players. Crave that,
3: I think. I think that some there's players see, do. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, so, yeah. So, some
2: some players, but that's important for a game designer to identify yes. Which what players. niches they want to target. And yeah, there are some players that that love f- coming across a ch- uh, being challenged by a game mm-hmm. and being asked to perform. Right. Um,
1: but well, well um, here's here's an example. Before we get okay. too far off on it, though, I mean, I, I really did before we wander too far but away yeah, from go, this. Go ahead. So in the in the you know, general topic of, of putting the player into the game, Braid does a little bit of a shift on you. It makes you care about this this guy, Tim, which oh. I, I, I took me so yeah. long that to even, Yeah, no, it's, it's in the, in the it's in the text that you didn't read. Oh that yeah. I I anything, always, I right? read yeah, it's whatever. Funny. Um, the text
0: actually. For some reason, the though. text adds those? a lot. Yeah. Nobody reads those. Those are awesome. That's,
2: <laughs>
3: That's the reason nice. I played Skyrim. To read the books. Yeah, to find and read the books. Oh my god! I played
0: Skyrim to develop my own character <laughs> class by mixing awesome powers in my own way, and then take over the world. <laughs> I
2: could play game to build a
1: library. Well, that's—I guess—that's the great thing about it, right, Britton? Is you can play it however you want. Yeah, exactly. That's player choice. Right player there. choice. Yay! Which, oh man, that's another thing. We can but anyway, so Tim, yeah, yeah Tim. So, so Tim, you you, know, you care about him. You're like, oh, it's seems you know bits myself and this guy, and you know I care I about this wish. character. Well, <laughs> Kevin, you okay? Whatever. Sorry for interrupting. And and which and I I got behind this and I was like okay cool you know this is me in the game and I'm in it right and I'm doing all this stuff and then you get to the end and you're like oh, okay cool cool I finally find the princess you know which is the ultimate goal right of, of all the you know the platforms mm-hmm. He's, he mainly is commenting on Mario Yeah. Um, and you, you know you play through this level and you get to the end and then you're like oh crap I'm the creeper that, you know, looked into her window and scared her and now, you know, you reverse the whole thing and she's trying to stop you when it seems like she was trying to save you and help you the first time. And everything that you do makes sense in an entirely different Mm. way after you get that reverse context. All the way down to the dialogue of the monster that seems to be chasing her who is actually the knight rescuing her. I mean that that was that was I think the, the the icing on the cake for me was was seeing it all come together in I, that way.
2: Watching that and uh, pl- I, I play, almost playing, cried. Like me it too. was, yeah. I, I had an emotional reaction to, to it playing back. You oh, know? and the fact and, that you and, and then find couldn't stop it. Like yet. it was. I've never had a reaction like yeah. that to a game ever. There's something about. I did Final Fantasy VII. I'm being accused in case
0: everybody's okay. There's well, a thing <laughs> that happens in Final Fantasy 7 and if you've Ares? played it you know what I'm talking
2: about. In, if you haven't I, you don't. So yeah. I've played. I played it. games where, where sad things happen where you get in, invested in the characters on, on like a narrative even mm-hmm. you know, like it's, it's similar to you know reading fiction um, oh, yeah. but but never never has a game like been in my head enough to, to yes. cause that kind of reaction in me. Um, it was it was great I, I don't I don't think any other game has told a, a story like that using no. game mechanics. Using the game. I mean, yeah. Using the, the it's, game. It's intrinsically interwoven.
3: What, Bryn? I was going to say, it It seems like a weird example because it seems far away from Braid, but has anyone else on this call played uh, The Walking Dead?
2: No, I've heard amazing things about it. Okay. Uh,
3: Yeah, if you if you're just going for a game that will give you emotional reactions, I don't even I have never read the Walking Dead comics. I've never seen the show, but that game, man, you will feel tense. You will feel angry. You will feel sad. It (laughs) they accomplish some great storytelling things do, in do that game white, series um,
2: what the walking dead is mm. it's a zombie shoot up game you shoot zombies
0: and they die that's not true at all no not really it's 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 yeah. an rpg isn't it? it's an adventure game
1: it's an adventure game. yeah it's a adventure a an adventure uh, game like an adventure is what it is yeah uh,
3: where, where you don't have to combine a chicken with a pulley to you know solve <laughs> ob- puzzles right yeah
1: to save the princess okay I, I i saw somebody playing it the other day and it's it's shaded, right?
3: Yeah, yeah, it it does have that kind of comic book sort of look, um, Mm -hmm. which I I think is really cool, Um, but I think a casual observer wouldn't, you know, if you just glance at it, you might think, oh, kind of cartoony zombie game, action game, but no, it is not like that at all.
2: I, I would play it if it wasn't about zombies and The Walking Dead. It's well, weird. that's the thing is I don't like zombies, uh, I'm so know. sick of yeah, zombies in low. video games, yeah, it's, it's just, Although, but okay, I heard too. so many
3: amazing things about it, I started playing, and you, yes, the zombies are there but it's really a game about people. It's worth and living out. And more than solving puzzles or anything else, you're having discussions. Yes. So it, it really it's, is a, it's it it, it, to be it's character-driven
1: from what I'd seen. Like you, you you get invested in in sort of the relationships you build with these people and the just that you feel the struggle for survival and like who do you trust and like who do you make relationships with and like,
2: yeah. like so. Yeah. yeah.
1: And and, and, and
3: it has a, now yeah. granted only 3 of the 5 episodes are out now, so I don't know how it will end, mm-hmm. but right. Um, It it has the potential to be a little bit like what you're saying about uh, Tim and Braid, Uh. where there's this character that you're playing as who you can tell has this kind of shady past, and you don't know all the details, and there are moments in the game where you're... The game will ask you, like, well, do you want to to tell this other person about your past or not? And you as a player don't necessarily know the past, so it really forces you to make... A lot of interesting decisions and, and kind of slowly unravel who this guy is. And it's been really interesting so far.
0: Okay. Well, I'll, I'll put it on my list for sure. I just want to say one little thing, and, and it's something that, that we're kind of talking about. And, and I've read maybe a quarter of the comics that have been published so far. Mm-hmm. I had a big omnibus that I've since misplaced. It makes me sad. Um, but The Walking Dead of the title are not the zombies.
1: Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> that's and, and that's something
0: that not everybody realizes. And I, I think, didn't realize that. I think it comes through the most clearly in the comic book. Yeah. Okay. This is not, and, and I don't like the TV show. I'm just going to say that. I right. watched it, didn't love it, didn't really enjoy it. Um, yeah. And I've not played the game. But in The Walking Dead, of the comic book, and the reason it's become successful is because The Walking Dead are not the zombies.
2: Yeah. Which it's, makes it's sense. It's the why the comic yeah. book. Depressed the hell out of me. And yeah. I get past it. Oh, position. it's, it's an, oh god, that was depressing. No, I'm, yeah. I'm not. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm done. I, I bought the compendium and everything. Yeah, that's that's a 300 pages. Yes, and that's what I was yeah. reading. Yeah. Um, oh, check it out. <laughs> it's depressing though. It is depressing. Yeah. So I'll get out. I still enjoyed it, but um, so well,
1: and, and I I mean, I guess some people could have walked away from Braid being a little bit depressed too, because you're like, well, you go no, through all Braid,
2: this. No, but I mean, Braid. Ties a nice bow on the experience. You're like, <laughs> okay. Oh, it definitely does. And and
1: here's here's why I you know I, I you walk through that and you you come away from it first and you're like almost horrified like oh my god how could I have done that you know as as the character or whatever huh. because it's almost like the, the ending sequence is like memory right it's it's like him remembering mm-hmm. what actually happened after something triggered it you know and and, and so you see. You, you see everything from a different perspective. That's the idea. It just shifts it around and shows how events that you remember a certain way can be completely different and this perceptions of the world, right? Like, that's that's one of the things that it's talking about. Um, we know this from biology. We know this from psychology. It's, it's you know, well-documented now. It's something we're playing around with in our, our just our quest to understand ourselves and how we perceive reality. But the, the reason that I came away from it with a little bit of hope you know, this brings some of the philosophy into it, I guess. The, the reason I came into out of it with a little bit of hope is um, not for any philosophical reason <laughs> necessarily, but the fact that um, the knight, the knight that rescues yeah, the princess, uh-huh. his hair is red, just like Tim's. And so in, in this weird way, I wonder if Jonathan put it in there as like, you know, so you initially...
0: Is- I, would, I would argue Jonathan put it in there and this is not having read anything the guy said, not having seen anything he said, uh-huh. I would argue he put it in there to make people think there was a meaning behind it. Oh, this. yeah. I mean, and, <laughs> and not because there was, but the same so, reason he put the stupid line in it about the atomic bomb. Yeah. It's I, not yeah. about that, but he wants people to think it's about that. Yeah. It, That's it, what makes me angry about the game. It, he, Perhaps.
2: So, I, I my feeling with the game, too, is exactly the same as yours, Kevin. Um, <laughs> that uh, he tries to make it seem like there's something profound there. Yes. And to be clear, like my being really impressed with that last level, it, 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 with the story of the last level yeah. is completely contained within that last level. Oh, sure. Like sure. I, I just, don't care about what the books. that last I don't level care does, about yeah. the ending sequence after that. Or what? Just the idea of him, you know, wanting to rescue this person and turning out to be the antagonist truly. Really, yeah. um, yeah. was was brilliant and but that's it. Everything else around it <laughs> was really poorly done and could have been done a lot better. He could have built up to that, to that final Because mm. I, think, I think he was intentionally vague.
0: and it, Exactly. And it did not necessarily create that moment. Now, I want to compare it to a film of all things because I like film. Okay. Um, that I think did something similar structurally and maybe even thematically, although it doesn't seem necessarily clear at the beginning. Yeah. That's the film Memento. Okay, yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Very um, much so. Now, and I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be really obtuse and compare the Memento and the Sixth Sense. I'm going to spoil both of them, so watch them first. Um, <laughs> the Sixth Sense Bruce Willis is dead. The twist, may, that is the twist. Yeah. That means you can watch the Sixth Sense exactly twice. Twice, yeah. You get one watch, and then you maybe get a second one where you go, oh, look, he's dead in there, he's dead there, he's dead there, he's dead there. I don't think it has any replayability beyond that. Okay. I completely disagree. But really? <laughs> you can watch Sixth Sense all day long? I, I, yeah,
2: Six Sense is actually one of my... Not my favorite dramas, but, but
1: it's... I want to watch the there.
3: Sixth Sense right now.
1: I, I've never actually really? seen it. Actually, Britain,
0: <laughs> are so you well. watching and it? And you
2: say you are yeah, watching it right yeah.
3: No, I want, I want to. to. Just bringing yeah. it out kind of makes me want to watch it. Well,
2: because the, 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 thing about, the, the thing I like about the Sixth Sense is okay. really unrelated to what you're going to say. Well, go ahead. And that's just because um, I think the the acting by... um. Bruce right. Willis? No, hey, no, no, not Bruce his, Willis. The, the kid? Taylor uh kid, the, the kid's mom. Oh, okay. And, and their relationship is so well-acted cool. and well-realized. I, I actually really emotionally connect to the movie. And uh, knowing going in, everything about Bruce Willis. Like right. He's, That's uh, interesting. When you, When you watch it, you know, four or five times, you, well... <laughs> I, mean, not, so, I think I have. It's okay. It's that's that, fair. That's really I've watched uh, Mystery Men half a dozen you, you, times. You realize so. that Bruce Holtz's character is kind of just a, a secondary character. Yeah. That's, that's really interesting. It's, I,
0: it's I would be willing to watch it again with that in, with that in mind. Yeah. Okay. Um, but, but anyway, continue. But so that's and and in perhaps the the popular discussion of the sixth sense there are two times you can watch it yeah absolutely Um, and and clearly there's maybe more going on than than is popularly believed and that's interesting yeah I think Memento comparatively which also has a big twist at the end yeah um, the twist is that and I'm going to spoil it so go watch Memento is that he has basically set himself up to kill his friend which is what the film starts with is him killing his friend yeah and at the end we figure out why he did it yeah um by seeing the moment where he decides to do it. Um, but Memento does use the manipulation of time in its own instruction. Right. Yeah. Um, and memory and things like that. And I think handles it a lot better. Because when I got to the end of Braid, I did not go, I want to play that again and reread all those little books oh. and see what's going on and understand it. <laughs> yeah. Because I already understood it. I got to that point and I'm like, oh, I understood it's all that last level. This is what was going on. And if there's a deeper meaning, it's not really a deeper meaning because it's just somebody pretending there's a deeper meaning. Hmm. That's how I felt. That may not be true. Jonathan Blow may have a master plan. I don't think he does. Um, you know, I, whereas Memento I, I finish, and I want to start it immediately over again.
2: Huh. One interesting thing about game development, too. Uh-huh. So being like a... Hmm. So I, I wonder if we're asking too much of Jonathan Blow, too. Well, because because, because because he, because he, did. he, 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 he He's... It's not enough just to... Be a brilliant programmer. Yeah. It's, it's not enough to, like, be able to come up with a good idea for a game, which is really, really, really hard. It sure. is. It's extremely um, hard. And it's it's not enough to be a good writer. It's not <laughs> enough even, like... <laughs> <and it's> like <laughs> you're making good points. <laughs> well, well
1: and, and I don't know if this is, is this widely recognized, either, Britton, considering that most people see him as pretentious, but I think, I mean, Jonathan Blow as as a person is... is much much more well-versed than a lot of people who work on video games I mean you have to be to be able to bring together that many elements into a a cohesive thing you know (laughs) that and just the process of indie game development in general requires the few developers that work on it to be much more generalists than than larger
3: videos, just to some extent, drama. yeah. But I mean, Cliff Blazinski made Jazz Jackrabbit when he was like a teenager in his garage, <laughs> yeah. um, and I mean, granted, it it, it wasn't know? to wow. the same level as Brave. It was still bringing was a lot awesome. of elements that together. True? They did I, a lot I didn't by know himself. He was
1: wow,
2: back then without those tools available to him. Holy sh. Well, so that's pretty he,
1: cool. he wrote that damn thing in, like, scene like and assembly? <laughs> <laughs>
2: like, I've
0: learned a long time ago, there's always
2: someone who did it better in her wow. yeah. <laughs> Struggling with action script. Wow, oh,
1: yeah. Well, and he, did he do the music and everything, too?
3: That I don't know. But, wow. I mean, I... The, there's I'm a, still and, and I've spent some time talking to John Carmack lately. Um, I had the pleasure of meeting him at QuickCon last month oh yeah
1: Tell us and a talking bit about to
3: him that. about his uh, VR headset and that guy knows some stuff <laughs> oh
1: and, and he's not
3: <laughs> really he I don't give that get that pretension vibe from him because okay. oh uh, I, I mean he he'll, he'll, he'll talk for hours about like oh yeah I programmed this virtual reality headset kind of in my free time uh, yeah and he'll say that and you're blown away by it but you don't feel like hes necessarily yeah, bragging K- Karmic uh, is a, he's uh, so so there is something to what Jonathan Blow is doing and saying, I think, that differentiates him.
2: Okay. Oh, okay. And and but but also <laughs> wow, I'm defending Jonathan Blow being pretentious. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, Carmack Carmack's an engineer. He's a brilliant engineer. Yeah. And he's
1: I don't he's not an
3: artist. Right. Uh, no,
1: he and like you said, it was it was a it was a revolution when he figured out how to make a screen scroll, you know, and he's he's yeah, done a lot of and, and the game he made with that?
2: Was, was a, a clone of uh, um, Super Mario Brothers? Yeah, because <laughs> uh, well, yeah, yeah. he, he was trying. It...
1: Well, you know you can't you can't do everything all at once. <laughs> no, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so so I guess what would well and and so let's take it to something you've been to recently, uh, Britain. You just got back from PAX, so you've you've now seen a few years of this indie game scene developing? And like, what, what are some ways that you've seen it changing? Like, the kind of, the kind of people who come together for these projects?
3: Um, well, it is interesting, because uh, you, there, there are a lot of people who grew up, kind of like we did, playing games and whatnot. And whereas we have grown up in a world where it's not too difficult to pick up a camera and make a movie, or, you know, it's definitely not too difficult to write a book if you're skilled. Sure. But there there there's always been kind of this element of oh, there's so much that goes into a game, because like we've been saying, you know, you need the art, you need the story, you need programming and everything.
1: You need good sound. And
3: it's only <laughs> now that all the tools have been available for cheaply enough that individual people or very small teams can get together and make something really amazing. Mm. Uh, and so you are seeing kind of this explosion of indie games. Like I was saying before we started recording, the indie booth at PAX had some of the most interesting stuff I yeah. saw during the entire three-day show. Yeah, I mean the big. And now, granted, some that's because too, I had right? seen I mean, all the bigger stuff at E3 yeah. a couple months before, but still, like you, you, the creators are there showing off the games themselves, and you can talk to them about what they were thinking when they were making the game and that sort of thing, and you, you can look at this stuff that may be simple on the surface, but really, really impressive when you go a couple layers deeper, oh, um, yeah. and I think that's only going to continue to grow as we move forward.
0: Simple is hard. <laughs> and, and, uh, yeah, oh, yeah you, you've got more interesting things to say.
2: No, I was just I was just going to say like. Um, <laughs> well, I don't think the, I've the heard that studios, from you before, Kevin. And, damn, um, <laughs> is pretty boring. Yeah. The uh, the the big the big studios. I mean, they don't have. They they have to take fewer risks, right? Because Definitely. the money involved. They um, yeah. they have to know they that they're it. going <laughs> to make. And yeah, it, the it, risk. It's, yeah. And it's um, and given you know all these uh, excellent tools that are out, that can make developing games a lot easier than it was in the past Mm -hmm. um, uh, means that yeah the innovations coming from the indie developers and there are more indie developers Around, which means that we're probably in the middle of, of a renaissance.
1: So yeah, um, it, you think you have things like Steam's Project Greenlight now. Oh that Greenlight's that, that Kickstarter? Yeah. Uh, Kickstarter for video games basically. Dude, did you see and, the
0: Kickstarter post about this is the year for games? Oh. Like thirty percent of all money spent on Kickstarter this year went to games. Wow, really? 30%? Wow. Like it would like more than anything else. Yep. More money went to games than anything else. Man. Um more successful Kickstarters were games than almost anything else. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it was the year for games on Kickstarter. Wow. Um, speaking of it, I wanted this was the quick thing I wanted to mention. I'm thinking about my Steam library. Yeah. I'm not sure, and I'm, i I maybe can figure it out. The last non indie game I played. Wow. Um, and this is, and, and it's primarily because I have no money. and indie games are cheap
1: yeah I mean a Humble Bundle you can pay 7 bucks and get 15 games and that's the thing (laughs) the
0: majority of the games I've gotten recently all come from Humble Bundles or or similar programs there's an indie another one that's not as good as Humble Bundle there's Um, Indie Royale there's Indie (laughs) Gala
3: yeah there's a lot Humble Bundles (laughs) is
0: the best one at least from the games I've seen that go up Yeah. Um, Who who are the folks behind the Humble Bundle Britton?
3: Uh, they're folks they're folks they're folks they're, they're, they... I, I, I've talked to one of them before I don't remember no if they're anyone from anywhere specific
1: okay they're just there's people who are like let's do this yeah okay yeah that's but, I find that awesome
3: <laughs>
0: I say, I'm, I'm I'm really going back and forth and I think the last one I played was either Arkham City or Alan Wake mm. um, both of which I got on the Steam sale a while ago I you know I, I everything else has been indie. After
1: braid, I just I started going through the rest of the the games that I got in the Humble bundle. I'm, I'm still working my way through Bastion, uh, which I think it has brilliant art design. I yeah. just I just love it from you know the sound, the music, and the and the the, uh, the visual, yeah, and the voiceover gimmick. Yeah, it also has um, a
3: very good story. Um, yeah,
1: excellent story. Um yeah. not so hot on the gameplay. I think it's it's pretty repetitive action stuff that's yeah, been done yeah, that, that's better fair. elsewhere, but. Uh, well, it
3: reminded me of Secret of Mana, so I loved it for that.
1: Okay, <laughs> maybe I haven't played enough of them to, to find it nostalgically appealing. But um, you know, Limbo is is another one of those sort of self contained experiences that I. You, have you played all the way through Limbo, Kevin? Uh,
0: no,
2: I haven't gotten back to Limbo in a while. Uh, I, I played a, maybe an hour and a half, two hours.
1: Really, limbo. it's it's like a five hour game, maybe. Yeah. Like it's it's short. You can get through the whole thing, Britain,
3: You've played through it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And five hours may actually be generous. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, let's. So are better No, no. It, yeah. It's it, it's a very short game, and it, it, it's it, it is very much like Braid, where I I think even more so than Braid, when Limbo ends, I feel like they want you to think there's a bigger deeper meaning oh, to it yeah. and i'm Does not sure there is no it's pretty, um, which I'm i mean okay. i love limbo overall but yeah. that was kind of a disappointment
1: well no but it's yeah. like well, and, and i thought, I thought about a few it, possibilities but, yeah. i guess we can I, I don't know if i should spoil it for y'all then but um Go it, for it, it. yeah it's i'd be okay if you spoil it. so yeah, you, you, start out, you start out you start as a kid in the forest i mean the whole game's in black and white this this most exquisite black. <laughs> noir which like, is
2: fascinating because
1: style it's oh it's a noir game like but in in a, it's like distilled to the essence of noir and it's black like <laughs> just black And it's incredibly <laughs> simple they do so
2: much with such simple yeah art like yeah it's a like the post-processing really well I and there the right and, and it's one of, but, it's
1: also getting back to the player character thing it's one of those games that makes you do really detestable things in oh, order yeah. to proceed. Like, you know, there's there's a moment where this geo giant spider has been attacking you the, the entire game and, and well, the spider and, deserved it. You know, like he,
2: <laughs> he was
1: No, he was just trying to eat man. Like that's it's all it great. is. He was trying man. to eat meat
2: yeah, or the
1: kid you know you pull his leg out you know this last leg in this, and use his body to get across that's a chasm brilliant. like I mean <laughs> it's sort of it's, it's just sick like it, and, and I mean there's a lot of stuff in the game that, that just I, I mean literally the, the ways that you die in Limbo made me oh, cringe sure? like yeah. I, I just I was, I was playing it and I was just like huh like that's all silhouettes yeah oh man just you, these visceral reactions um, so that was another game that just you know it sucks you into the environment, mm-hmm. um, and so you, it's almost like you want there to be a deeper meaning to this to this <laughs> investment that you're giving emotionally. So what at the end? Uh, you get through, uh, like you eventually go through a, mach- a huge machine, and then mm-hmm. you get into uh, like all the works of it and everything. You go through this this weird like force field thing, and then you're back in the forest, and you it, it looks like you're dead, like your your body is just there on the ground. And there's no light in your eyes okay. because light is life in the game or whatever um, and then eventually you wake up after like two minutes <laughs> and uh, you get up and you run a little ways more to the right and then you find uh, a tree house and the girl and then it just fades out
3: huh yeah okay. yeah well and, and there's some you, you know because immediately after finishing it I had to go look up what people were saying yeah and uh <laughs> Some people were quick to point out that that scene is the title screen. Uh But on the title screen, um, there are flies kind of buzzing around where the boy and the girl are, as if maybe they they died in the forest and that's where their bodies are.
1: Well, it doesn't Um, appear there doesn't appear to be anything more than that. Like that's the end of the world. Like there's 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 nothing farther over to the right. So okay, they. It's almost like, you know, and, and the, the I was trying to think, okay, the name of the game is Limbo, right? So it's like you wake up and you're in this sort of purgatory and you have to fight your way through to get to, you know, paradise or heaven or, or you know, or self-actualization nice. or whatever. And and it's, it's this weird, like, Lord of the Flies type shit where you've got other kids that are in this environment that have built up a community and... You know, fighting things off, but you go farther than anybody else has gone before. You go deep into the belly of the beast of this, you know, this world that is created in some way by someone at some point, almost like lost. You know, it's the sort of thing of like seeing the the mechanism behind this this paradise or whatever, mm-hmm. and uh, and then you somehow get through it all. But then, what's the realization? What's the actualization? And it, it's almost like I, I almost saw it as as sort of okay. This this is a boy who died somehow. Right, your character is this boy who dies somehow, and what, what's like the one thing that every every twelve year old boy wants, you know? They want. To. Well, okay, maybe, but you know, <laughs> any boy at the beginning of puberty, it's like they want comfort and a place to play and a girl. This this weird thing that that's kind of unfamiliar but appealing, right? So that the, so you get to the game and you get to the end of the game and you get that, like you get those things. But that's not fulfillment, I guess, is what the title screen says. <laughs> you know, because you get, okay, else. it's
2: like, all right, now you have all this, so, but that's it. <laughs> you know? Something else that's important to keep in mind with uh, with all games, indie games That's my interpretation, especially. at least. So, yeah. um, so, I would bet that most indie game developers start with a mechanic mm-hmm. that they want. So the developers of limbo for example probably would start they probably started with the idea of like okay we want to make some like really neat like 2 2d side scroller like physics mechanics. Yeah, and you don't get that mechanics. till later
1: in the game where the world literally starts turning on itself. And... Oh, wow. So th- <laughs> oh, I didn't get that right. Oh, it but, gets but, crazy. But, you know, everything yeah. with the spider, it's, like it was, it's a very
2: physics-heavy game and yes. I mm-hmm. see them totally going into it and then thinking about with all these puzzles about, okay, mm-hmm. let's put, you know, a puzzle where they have to stand on the right side and then the left side so yeah. it starts to swing a certain way and, you know, whatever. Um, and only after they come up with like a nice set of good mechanics that work do they, they put it with into the a game. story?
3: The, yeah, they come up with a story, sorry. Uh, what and do you think, Might Ray- might be one exception to that. I'm not sure because <laughs> I haven't talked to the developer, but um, there's a game that came out on PlayStation Network very recently um, called Papa E. Yo. And uh, it is, bad? and this isn't a spoiler to say so because they're pretty upfront about it, it is uh, autobiographical
2: Whoa. Um,
3: to some extent. Huh. So it is, uh, this. you play as this kid uh, and you will encounter at different points of the game this big monster, and when the monster eats a certain type of fruit, he turns red and goes into kind of a rage and tries to hurt you, uh, which is kind of an autobiographical retelling of the the developer when he was growing up. His dad was the alcoholic, oh. uh, so and then so it, it seems based on everything I've read about how the game came about. It seems like he started with that where he wanted to tell a game about his life and then built mechanics around that. Yeah. Um, but 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 I would agree that usually probably in game development the mechanics come first.
1: Well, and it certainly did. It's, especially back for mechanic-heavy
3: games. Yeah,
2: sure. Sure. So something like well, Dragon Age, for example. Yeah. Or like <laughs> RPG-heavy RPG games. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that's true. Um, but to bring it back Or around. something like Lone Survivor, for example. I, I feel... I, I would be surprised if you didn't come up with the story first. Or
1: Portal. I mean, I, I would say Portal probably started with the idea of the nope. mechanics.
2: Portal,
0: started, <laughs> Portal was mechanics <laughs> first. Mechanics
2: first for Portal, absolutely. Oh,
1: yeah. No, no, that's what I'm saying. Oh, oh yeah. Portal yeah. right. was I definitely bad. mechanics I guess, yeah.
0: yeah. I played uh, Narbacular Drop, the game that inspired Portal. Mm. Um, have you yeah. you oh, it? Did, I didn't know there wasn't any. It's a really short game. Yeah, yeah.
3: Thing. It was a, a student project before, yeah. and then, uh, yeah, it was Darbacular Drop, and then Valve bought that team and turned yeah, it into and they Portal. They
0: basically bought the rights to have portals. Yeah. Uh, somebody else <laughs> came up with that, and they saw it and said, we're going to steal this. They did the same thing with Portal 2.
1: Well, there was a little bit of that in that um, was that that Native American first person shooter, um, Prey. They, they played a little bit around with that, the idea of, you know, geometry sort of. Mm-hmm. twisting it on itself and being able to, to go, yeah. you know, read the game it. The end. But they you, it did different different stuff. Do
0: you know the game that they bought for Portal 2 with the goop? Because that was
3: a game um, I, I do not. I know that uh, one okay. of the... Um, there was a girl that was part of that original Narbacular Drop game Yeah. who uh, she went on to... What was the name of the game she recently came out with? Um, Quantum
0: Conundrum. Oh, yeah but... yeah. Qu-
1: quantum conundrum she did yes and, uh, yeah um, it's... It,
3: and it seems like there was
1: which was much some more dissonance highly...
3: between them on like what kind of other powers would be in portal two yeah yeah uh, and it seems it seems like she very much wanted to do what became quantum conundrum, whereas everyone else kind of wanted to do the goop and stuff yeah. Yeah. Uh,
2: the, the interesting thing about portal two I don't know where i read read about this but that Valve actually came up with this completely different mechanic that Portal 2 was going to be about. And it wasn't portal-based. And that was going to be the game. The game actually wasn't going to have portals in it. Oh. It was going to be about this second mechanic, this really cool Which mechanic was what? that they came up... No, they, they're not selling anybody. Because oh. they're, they're, they're saving it for another game, supposedly. Damn, oh. the
0: power of paint. This is the one. Huh. First-person action puzzle hybrid video game Developed in 2009 by Microsoft Windows by a tag team from DigiPen and Institute of Technology. Hmm. Um, used some special spray paint sprayed from the player's paint gun to impart physical properties on surfaces. Huh. Um, okay. Yeah, the project was hired. The project team was hired to, to use their concepts in Portal 2, just like they did with Narbacular Graph. Okay. They found a cool game and said, we're going to use this in our game. Yeah. And that's okay, because... Yeah, you can do that. They were probably paid well. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> um, I'm glad you're paying attention. <laughs> yeah.
1: Sorry this this whole like uh, my um, headphone dynamic is a little bit odd, but um, well, and, and we've we've gone back around in a, in a few different circles. I I think we we've explored a lot of cool stuff today, and I mean, I. For for what it's worth, I I am starting to appreciate games so much more now for for the philosophy that can be built into them after sure. things like Brayden and Limbo and and it, and for me it's almost like how well, like can, well, can you explain because
2: I don't like I, like games <laughs> are games are for for me at least are are things to uh, that are fun for me to analyze mechanically like figure out like the best way to approach a system and and make it bend to. What I want to do. Maybe know. it's more
1: what what I, I mean, there's there's a sub sub genre of like what art games now that that Braid and Limbo both fall into, and and I think that's a that's a cheap way of saying it, but it's almost like you know ga- games that want to that want to do more than just simply entertain. That want yeah, to... I, I'm
3: totally with you. Um, I mean, I, I played BioShock more for the story than the mechanics, oh, and yeah, I uh, I think, I, I, I think philosophy Bioshock. in games is hmm. something that's get it getting bigger and bigger and there's uh re- recently spec ops the line came out mm-hmm. yeah, and i haven't played it myself yet i've been told by a million people i need to but uh what most people will say is that it fails on a lot of ways uh mechanically but the things it does philosophically are so interesting that they alone justify playing it
1: okay hmm. Spec Ops: The Line is it was it an FPS or is... yeah it's
0: it's a it's a Modern Warfare knockoff. If, it looks really? like a Modern Warfare knockoff.
1: I'll yeah,
3: it. It, it's a third-person cover-based shooter, and that's uh, what you know most people, Warfare, uh, though, most actually. reviewers say. It's not the most fun <laughs> game. It's very derivative <laughs> in that sense, but uh, it does a lot of really cool things with the story and the characters that are worth experiencing.
1: Okay, well maybe uh, it's it's all platform.
3: Uh, it's, it's, uh, PC 360, uh, PS3, I believe.
0: Okay. Also, and I'm, I'm maybe spoiling for some of you, because I think it's interesting you didn't mention it, briefly, but maybe you didn't know. It's based on Heart of Darkness.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Uh, which, but, uh, which is the
0: book that became Apocalypse <laughs> Now, if you need to know that.
1: Huh. Um. So then we're getting back into the, 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 Potentially more intrinsic link between games and storytelling yeah right? and, and that, such an artificial
2: link in my opinion you think so such a grafted on link yeah
1: well I, and, I, and I think so so then games like braid are are trying from their core, I think are trying to meld those together. It, and it is things like incredibly,
2: portal. incredibly, incredibly difficult. Oh, I, it is. I think.
1: And very few games do it well. You know, a lot of games are just, well, here's a mechanic, yeah. we're going to graft a story. And, I, and I'm
0: okay them. with that in a, in a weird way. Yeah, yeah. In, in In that some of the games that I have spent the most time in had no story to speak of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm okay with that. And I don't, I, don't, I don't need games to be a storytelling medium. Because I've got film, I've got book, I've got yeah. TV.
1: But when they happen to be, it's it can be... And, and they're a, certainly welcome to be. It can be an enjoyable experience. I mean, things yeah. like like Uncharted, you know. I, I I think that's a great example of, of a, a big budget game that gets the story and the characters and the gameplay all very, very right. And, and I, I enjoyed Uncharted 3 as much as I enjoyed any... Trilogy of movies I've ever played, and almost as much as any game I've ever played.
0: I've got a fun story. Hmm? I bought a game because I thought it was Uncharted. (laughs) Actually, I thought it was Uncharted 2. Okay. It was actually Just Cause 2. (laughs) And I played it for an hour thinking this was Uncharted, and I was very confused. (laughs) I still have no idea what's going on in Just Cause 2. Um... I think I was trying to overthrow a dictator. But I don't
2: know if that's actually what was happening. I'm pretty sure you're not supposed to care about the story at all and just cause Well, I, I was, like was trying really hard
0: because <laughs> I thought it was Uncharted 2, which I knew had a really interesting story. So, can
1: I- so you were you were trying you were almost describing that to this game. And I I'm was really
0: trying to, and uh, I was
2: very disappointed. <laughs> so, I've actually been thinking about something for like the last week, mm-hmm. actually, um, uh, ahead of this. Of this meeting, okay. So, I think I'm probably in the minority in this group in saying that games are uh, bad at storytelling, like fundamentally bad at storytelling. I don't know that I disagree with that. Okay, okay. Like it's it's really hard to tell. A so story Britain a
0: disagrees.
1: Game. Okay, but, let's, but, 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 let's, but carry on. Let's,
2: yeah. <laughs> let's set aside that for for a moment. Okay. The thing I think that games do really, really, really well, and better than a television show, better than a movie, better than the book, than a book. Um, is make you feel like you're in a world hmm. okay right? so like immersion and and being a part of, of a of a bigger place of um maybe not caring about the details of the political conflict in skyrim yeah but you know what it's like to be in skyrim you know what these towns are like. You know what these townspeople are like. You know what the wildlife is like. Mm. You know what it's like to be in Skyrim, even if you don't care about the specific details. And that's something that games do better than anything else.
1: I, I love the feeling of being in a mist age Yes. of any kind. Absolutely. You know, absolutely. And, 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 and I know what that, I almost, I've had dreams sometimes where, where I like, I'll very vividly believe I'm in a mist world you know and, and that's wow. and there's and there's a there's a certain feeling to I that
0: was Mario for a while. <laughs> that's that's just actually like right? yeah. jumping over platforms <laughs> trying to find yoshi lava everywhere i've yeah. had that dream repeatedly wow and i get mad at myself when i have it when i'm in the dream and i know it's a dream <laughs> i still get mad at myself
1: but but um and, and on a side note if i ever had you know several million to blow on something i would i want to build a recreation of the mist island all like right. fully I, I would functional. pay to
3: come to that recreation. <laughs> I'm, I'm, really, I'm really, thinking of,
1: of just like hiring an architect or something and drawing up plans and being like putting it on Kickstarter and just seeing how much I get for it. It's like this is what it cost Does anybody have an island that would sort of be like that, and then you just sort of get contributions with it Yeah, I mean, I, I think it would be extremely cool, but the holograms might be tough. <laughs> yeah, you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, anyways. So.
2: And yeah, like um, playing a lot of Guild Wars two recently. Yeah. You know, I don't care about the specific politicians <laughs> involved, but I actually really care about the conflict between the char and the humans yeah. and its uh, its effect on the world and the whole searing thing that happened a long time ago. And um, anyway, yeah, I, yeah. I think that's one strong thing that games have going for them. Okay,
1: so Brett, so you, you disagree. You do, you don't think that you disagree that games are fundamentally bad at storytelling.
3: Uh yes, it, 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 at least that they have to be. Uh I mean there are plenty of games that have horrible stories and that's fine. Like one of my favorite games last year was Super Mario 3D Land. It was just <laughs> Mario. Sorry. There was it's no Mario. compelling story or anything to it, so and I and I didn't care. <laughs> uh, but I, Mario I think, Kart,
1: I mean, like you know, competition games. Like you know, there's no story to that. <laughs> Nobody right, cares. Yeah.
3: yeah. Uh, so, so we it, It's interesting because I am at the core. I consider myself a storyteller. So on one hand, I really want one of my favorite mediums to be known for good storytelling. At the same time, most of the time, I don't actually care about the story in games. <laughs> um, but I do think that, especially lately. That we're getting so much more involved with the storytelling in our games, and I now granted I do when I read a book i 'm more likely to read a popular book. I read a lot of young adult fiction, and so I, I don't really read quote unquote literature all that often, so maybe I just have really bad taste, but I have more and more lately in the current generation of consoles and whatnot have Looked at a game, and even if I haven't enjoyed the gameplay, I've been able to say I really enjoyed experiencing that story. Hmm. Uh, so, so I, yeah, yeah, I think that sure, maybe you couldn't compare them to the greatest works of literature we've ever written, and I don't think you should, but I, I, I've still enjoyed the plots that I've been given, and for me, that is enough.
1: Yeah, well, I think we talked about this the, the last time we talked about games like, is there is there some great game that's yet to be made that will go down in history as like the Ulysses or the you know, the Dark Tower or something of you know, or, or the you know To Kill a Mockingbird, you know, some sort of it's great all yeah, it's always referred to
3: as the Citizen Kane of games, right, and we games, haven't yeah. necessarily found it yet unless you know years down the road we look back and say oh yeah you know what raid was the citizen Kane of video games or you know something like that i think
1: it'll have a cult following i'm I'm sure i'm certain it will but i here's you know my my take on it then is you know we we, we're kind of talking about games as an umbrella right Uh but it it breaks down into so many different you know different games have different purposes and and in the same way that different films and different works of literature and and so forth there's a lot more division within them and you know, even though you can make that division of of okay, it's the gaming medium right now, mm-hmm. I, I feel like you know there there are individual genres that have had those sort of pivotal, uh, you know, game changing, not to you know, <laughs> no pun intended, yeah. uh, effects on on the industry, and you know, we we will only. You know, I'm sure at the time, Citizen Kane was not. Read- Nobody went like, "Oh my God, this is the you know, this is going to be a film that people will this remember is for U- decades." It's going to be the
0: Ulysses of of films of, yeah. of, F- <laughs> of, yeah. of
1: the cinema. You know, of this is <laughs> yeah. you know this emerging thing. We just we don't have that perspective. So, I like I think it, it <clears> might <throat> have already been made, and you know, time, only time will tell.
2: Well, the one big difference between
1: already, like, Mario has that kind of
2: legendary status, right? You know, where people go, oh, my God,
1: Super Mario Brothers. Well, I think,
0: I think Super Mario Brothers was a, a jump from <laughs> the Atari age to the modern Zing! age. You know, <laughs> um, in, in, and it's interesting, because I, I say this, and, and people... Citizen Kane was a great film because it pioneered so very much of what film was to become. Mm. And I think... For, from the perspective we have right now, I think Super Mario Brothers did the same thing. Okay, um, in that it created—if you watch Citizen Kane now, it doesn't seem groundbreaking. It's a good film, mm-hmm.
1: but only insofar as it, it, oh. it's similar to many other films. It, or
0: it, it's because it's, 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 many films are similar to it. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly, <laughs>
1: exactly. So it's the other way around. So yeah, you know. Mario seems similar to many many other games and seems inferior to them only because we've had so many other games like Mario afterward. You know? Although I do
0: want to strike a balance um, mm-hmm. if I can attempt to mm-hmm. between Adam and Britain here in that I think games are unique in that there is a balance between often, it doesn't have to be, there is this balance between player control versus creator control in the storytelling Bingo. versus gameplay dynamic. Right. And there's sort of how much control can I give the player and still tell the story I want?
1: And and it's I I again I highly encourage anyone listening to this episode and all of you all here to watch the talk by Jonathan Blow because in he'll talk about a lot of these considerations that he made in creating the game and I think it's it's something that goes through any game creator's mind. Is where where is that balance going to be for my game? How much am I going to allow the player to influence the outcome of this story versus uh, guiding them along a path that I've already chosen? How much of the, of the solution is going to be me putting one solution in place and making it hard for the player to find that versus me presenting a problem that has multiple solutions, maybe some of which I haven't even realized, that the player could figure out on their own and do something that I never anticipated? Uh, you know, a lot of games do that. You know, there, there's even he said even in Braid, he saw you know later on people would play a certain level a certain way that he had no idea anyone would, and it was a better solution than the one that he had designed the puzzle mm-hmm. in, with the with the goal in mind. Um, and I, and I think in, in story too, you can get that, and the best games do that. They they put you in the middle of it, and and give you and hide it just enough <laughs> that you're being guided through something. You know, that you never really feel it.
0: <laughs> but, anyways, I
1: feel like we could we could go off on this forever. We've you already had we did a... something
0: else, Adam? You hmm? want to jump in? Uh, Maybe not. I thought, I thought I interrupted you on something, so
2: I was bringing it You, you up. probably did. <laughs> I, I not know you were doing, yeah. But, again, so, like... But I, think could, this was we, a, I think it was a good discussion.
1: Yeah, we can just keep going forever. But anyways, uh, Britton, any, any final thoughts? You didn't get to talk too much about packs, but was there any, like,
3: non-gaming just crazy awesomeness that
1: happened there. did you get or... to play
0: Johann Sebastian
3: Joust? Um, I didn't play it at PAX because the line was... The... Johann Sebastian Joust always generates a crowd, which makes me super happy because <laughs> it's one of the coolest game slash non-game things out there right now Um, for those who may not know what it is it's uh basically this guy took the playstation move controllers uh which are a lot like the wii remotes in that they sense motion and whatnot Uh
0: but
1: but they
3: have a ball uh (laughs) at the top that can do different colored lights
1: yeah
3: and um you basically turn on a uh you turn on some music and you have a bunch of different players uh, standing around. You don't have to look at a screen or anything. The <laughs> video game part of this, you don't have to have a video.
2: Huh. Um,
3: it's just a game. So you you basically want to uh, you, you you want to hold your uh, move motion controller as steadily as possible because if you move it too much, uh, it'll you know, figuratively break and you'll lose. <laughs> so, you want to maneuver yourself towards other players and, like, kind of try to whack the controller out of their hands and stuff like that it really in fast. order to make them move uh, before you do. Uh, it
0: seems amazing. You can see videos of it on YouTube. Okay. I wanna
1: yeah, there, there's so tons bad. of
3: videos o- o- online, and it, so it, it, it's it's really cool, even just to watch. It's a lot of fun. Um, and, and you do get cool strategies that people come up with. Some people will, start to throw things or um tim schaefer from double fine one of the guys made helps make monkey island games like that apparently his strategy is to just toss his controller down and then go around smacking everybody else uh, uh, which seems awesome that seems like cheating
0: Um, (laughs) all right it's and well at pax this year they had like massive 16 player games oh my god because it started out just like one-on-one (laughs) <laughs> um, and, and he's... The guy who makes it has grown it and, and increased the abilities, and you can actually now do, like, 16-player games. <laughs> and there are teams. He, and he,
3: he wants to bring it to other platforms at some point. Um, I would not be surprised to see it on, like, iPhone, um, which would be great. and well, you could just get a bunch of iPhone, iPhone users together and play There's, pretty easily. I,
0: I read something, and this was on, like, the Penny Arcade Report. Uh, somebody made it for the iPhone... And then there was, like, a dispute. Oh. And like he's now apparently not going to make it for the iPhone because of that. Huh. Appa- according to a comment I read on the Penny Arcade ar- editorial.
1: Well, maybe Steam will <laughs> buy it and make that into the next portal. I, I freaking...
0: <laughs> like, if I were to go to PAX, I want to go to PAX, but, like, my biggest draw right now is the opportunity to play Johann Sebastian Joust.
1: Yeah. Does the music matter
3: to the, to the game? Um, I mean... It's, in theory it could be anything <laughs> but it is your know, old classical okay. kind of music um gotcha. and, but 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 it does it's th- at least the songs that they use when they show it off uh have moments kind of like musical chairs where th- uh the music might speed up and you know in theory if you're, you want the players to speed up when the music speeds up that kind of thing okay um but but it, i in theory the song choice isn't i don't think it really matters
1: yeah (laughs) awesome well uh we'll have to to link to so many things in this show notes this is gonna be a it's gonna be a nightmare for me to edit but uh (laughs) i i thank all of you for for coming back on the show i think it it was it was well worth it to do a little bit longer one after our our brief hiatus and uh we should get back into things now now that kevin is is gallbladderless and a little bit uh a little bit healthier. Um, I did have a
0: minor gallbladder attack during this episode, in case you're wondering. Oh, um, are you? Yeah, I'm doing you, all right. You hit it but, well. No, it, if you see me, like, clutching my side and putting oh, pressure no. on it, that's that's what's going on. Okay. Um, yeah, no, I, I didn't well, shut up for a little while, but... The gall. No The kidding. gall to do
1: that. All right, anyways. Um, cool. Well, we'll end with uh, with plugging here. So uh, Adam actually will, will turn the uh, the seniority on its head here. So as the newcomer, anything you want to plug? Anywhere that people can find or follow you on the, uh, um, on the interwebs? Nowhere. Nowhere. <laughs> any, any chance for we'll be seeing one of your video game creations on uh, Project Greenlight?
2: Um, in a long time. Okay. Now, <laughs> months.
1: Any any dev blogs nope. possible for Okay. I'm yeah. <laughs> to edit that out. Just yeah. Skip over. <laughs> no, me. That's, that's, cool. that's cool. That's cool. I mean, you have a method, which is make it and do it completely in secret and then put like it on. Method? It. Yeah. Okay. You know, I'm, sure, I'm sure other developers have that method too. Well,
2: it's, you know, this is a hobby for me.
1: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, Kevin, um, same what would as you like? always.
0: Same as always. Twitter.com slash kevsond I occasionally actually tweet.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Britton, thank you all. Thank you for coming on the show again, man.
3: Yeah, it's great. I, I love being on. Yeah, I um, I know we had, we had some trouble with
1: Skype at the beginning, but, but thank you for, for persisting and getting through. Yeah, my, uh,
3: my apologies. Uh, you know, <laughs> that's, that's my big. bad. One of
1: these days, you're just going to have to get internet at your house, man. It's... Uh,
3: Well, yeah. My wife and I are looking to move somewhere closer to civilization where they actually have Uh, this thing called broadband. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And (laughs) it's going to be great. I'm really looking forward to that.
1: Best part of living in the – living closer to a city, my friend. 20 megabits. It's beautiful. Anyways, uh, where can people find your stuff and read it?
3: Um, at Britton Peel on Twitter is the most consistent place since I am kind of everywhere. Um, if you go to dallasnews.com slash entertainment, you'll find some of my Dallas Morning News stuff. Um, but I'm freelance otherwise, so cool. look for me. GameSpot, Joystick, you know, different places.
1: Search your byline, right? You, you just go by Britten Peel everywhere, right?
3: Pretty much, yeah. You know, it's the, it's the brand. Yeah, support the brand. <laughs> Brit
1: and Peel Brands like it you, you gotta go like Britpo man Britpo uh, Britpo. <laughs> Britpo sounds awkward so don't
0: do that no uh, yeah BPL mind. keep, keep Britain real just go with that that'll Brit for you it works never that problem. sounds good yeah we're not gonna get you a Torrance up in here
1: yeah god uh, I, I, I'm considering tr- changing my Twitter handle but uh, for now it is still S Torrents. S T O double R E N C E you can of course change it to. I don't know I wanted Stephen T but it's still taken
0: it will oh. always be taken. Yeah. It's taken by somebody famous. Potentially. Uh, what? Like, I don't know. I yeah. thought it was somebody famous. Okay. Well,
1: as Kevin looks at that up, um, you can follow the show at twitter.com slash badphilosophy. You can ask us form screen questions, which we did not have a form squeeze this episode, but maybe we'll do an all-form squeeze episode next
0: time. No, there's just one student.
1: <laughs> to to just catch up. He's on. following one
0: person.
1: Oh, well, see. He's t- following the liberal Democrats. Uh, see, I need to get that the account back idleness. You can actually appeal that, by the way, on Twitter. You can go to them and be like, yeah. Anyways. Um, and then, yeah, you can uh, ask us questions at formspring.me slash badphilosophy. And uh, we thank y'all for listening. Uh, however you decide to uh, to game between now and the next episode, we, uh, we appreciate you coming back and listen to us chat about whatever on bad philosophy. <laughs> Well, it's all right. We're uh, it, talk gave, about it gave Kevin and Adam a time to a chance to get beers. So, yes, that's we important. Hear. Yeah, Please. very. Um, yeah, in stereo. <laughs> <laughs> is I don't have two audio splitters so
0: you only split the audio
1: so much and what kind yeah. of low
3: budget production is this yeah, not no, two not audio splitters what
1: kind of amateur
0: hour bullshits going on here I think we here? just started doing this man <laughs> alright
1: I hear Plants vs. Zombies 2 is
0: coming out. Weird. What? Yeah. I'm super excited. Yes. Yeah. It's I, the I still play like? F- Plants vs. Zombies. Like the oh, original. Really?
2: Up with a good idea like that. It's a tower defense. It's game. It's a linear it's tower so defense game. It's so simple <laughs> yeah. in design. It's
0: like,
1: Plants how did this get so zombies? popular?
2: Just,
1: well, they took and they were like, zombies that's... are popular and tower defense games are popular. I should what can we do other than towers? Plants? Spend the day like
2: <laughs> driving around. Browsing the internet, <laughs> looking for things to combine that nobody's combined before. <laughs> You're like bridges you, you, and you can't do it. Aliens.
0: dot Play.